0: Blog Talk Radio
1: All <laughs> I? 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 Welcome to NTMMA Radio Welcome Radio
0: up everybody and welcome back to another episode of ncmma radio this is your host tyson roush you can follow the show ncmmaradio.com also on twitter and instagram ncmma_radio. underscore radio be sure to check out our sponsor head Rush, headrushbrands.com before we get started we want to make sure that we continue to share our thoughts and prayers with nick Catone, marjorie Catone, and the entire Cantone family through these very trying times this episode, we got a great guest. This is Frankie Perez, UFC on Fox 25. and this interview, he pulls no punches. Listen throughout the whole thing, man, to the end, because Frankie, he just, he shares some really, really interesting thoughts. So here's our interview. All right, we got Frankie Perez, UFC on Fox 25, Long Island, New York, July 22nd with a rematch. Chris Wade, Frankie, it's Tyson. What's up, man? Brother! blah. <laughs> how you doing
1: I'm good bro I'm great I am absolutely amazing how are you doing
0: dude I'm doing great man and the reason why is because you get this rematch with Chris Wade that anybody's a fan of yours and know you back in ring of combat that was a close fight was this a fight that you wanted
1: yeah man I've been working towards this fight for a long time uh I'm extremely ecstatic about it, you know, and uh, I'm kind of just eager and anxious to just fight already, you know. He gave me my first loss, and I thought it was, you know, a, a BS kind of call, you know, but I had to live with it. It was, you know, it was nobody's fault of mine, but um, I knew I deserved that win. I knew I deserved that title, so I've been trying to get it. And what eats me more about it is when he beat me, he got picked up by the UFC, so... Um, And him going four and zero in his first four fights in the speed pissed me off even more. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's a there's a lot riding on this fight, man. I'm, I'm super excited to get this W
0: back. No, it's it's a great matchup, man. We're all looking forward to it. Now, do you watch a lot of a lot of tape of that fight, or are you just focus on his fights since then?
1: Uh, I know what I did wrong in that fight. I knew what I did wrong in that fight the night I fought him. You know. um. But I really don't watch too much tape. It's funny you ask because I, I actually watched tape last night because sometimes during the week, you know, a week, uh, as a fighter, you week gets hectic and stuff, and I like to be by myself a lot of the time. So, you know, I go by this lake by my house, and I look at tape, and I just visualize the fight and kind of just clear my mind, you know. And um, I don't think he's got any better, man. I, I honestly don't think he's got any better. I, I think he's doing the same stuff. Like he was doing uh, a ring combat, he's kinda of just surviving his fights, trying to hold play playing prey on guys and just get a W, you know what I mean? Like I think he's maybe got three finishes out of all of his fights, he's eleven and three, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I don't think he's got any
0: better. Yeah, and the one thing is there's no doubt about it is you're getting a lot better, man. We watch you train at Nick Cotones and you got an all star cast you train with at the Iron Army and everything else. Can you talk about your fight camp and your training partners?
1: Yeah, man, I've definitely evolved as a fighter, as a man, as uh, an all-around martial artist. Um, I can definitely say I am finally found myself and I'm finally coming into my own, Um, which is kind of crazy because, you know, forever, everybody always thought I was just a jiu-jitsu guy, wrestled people down, take them down and submit them, and, you know, now my hands have gotten a lot better and I'm confident in them, which is huge, you know, um, I'm a big head case, you know, when it comes to training and fighting. So, um, if something, the old Frank used to, if something went wrong, it ruined my whole week. If I had a bad session, it ruined my whole week and I just lose all my confidence, and, you know, whatever. Now, I, I, I come into my own being, hey, bad training session, good training session, doesn't matter. Tomorrow's a new day. It's time to just get better and, and have fun with this, you know? So, I mean, my my training camp, Hands down, one of the sharpest training camps I've ever had, stand-up-wise, wrestling-wise, everything-wise. And, and my coaches, you know, Ricardo Almeida, Mark Henry, Nick Cotone, uh, Brian Blue, you know, they've all stuck by me and, and really, you know, watched me evolve, you know. And uh, my sparring partners are, are, are I'm more – I'm more nervous about going into sparring days than I am about fight days, you know what I mean? Training, training with the, uh, my <laughs> teammates. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, you know, Edson's on, uh, on the bench right now, but, you know, when he was coming in, coming into, you know, sparring Edson uh, Frankie Edgar, you know, Mama Riot, you know, um, freaking the uh, beat. You know, this kid's a beat. That's just got that sign, man. He, he gives me a world of trouble, man, you know, and, uh, you know, I had a. Um, Sydney Outlaw coming in and helping me spar. And, Bro, it's these guys. It's like, no, there's no easy rounds. Every day is freaking tough. You know what I'm saying? So I get more anxiety and more nerve days than I do my days.
0: No, but you could see it, man. Like you said, your sparring partners, it's an all star cast, and there's so many dynamic strikers and creative strikers. Do you learn a lot from that? Like, I know Mark Henry always tapes you guys when you spar. Do you learn a lot from them in terms of trying new kicks, new punches, new takedowns, things like that?
1: Yeah. I would say, you know, with me, I'm the more diverse fighter out of the whole camp because I can go left, I can go right, I can stand, I can wrestle, I can play the jiu-jitsu game, you know. Um, and this it, it, it takes, you know, from Mark and, um, you know, Nick and, and uh, James Neal, my Thai coach, and, like, really opening my – my mind up to different types of striking and different types of footwork and, you know, defensive drills. And, um, you know, what helped a lot, too, is getting all my teammates prepared ready for their butt you know, like getting Eddie ready for Connor, Eddie and Frankie ready for um, Aldo and, and Benson, you know, um, Charles Oliveira, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to emulate a lot of these guys, you know what I'm saying? Any of my, you know, Edson fighting Bobby Green or Dustin Poirier, you know what I mean?
0: Like, a lot of people don't
1: understand, man. Like, I helped a lot of these guys. And not, I'm not saying there has to have been other teammates, too, but, you know, I was one of the guys that were there a lot for all these guys, you know, changing up my style of fighting to emulate whoever they were fighting, you know what I mean? And I kind of took the little pieces from each of these fighters and kind of made my own. You know, so uh, it
0: definitely helps out a lot. And that's always interesting watching that man because, like you said, you help Edson and these guys when Ed you're editing. Like you're going south, Paul. You're doing all these things, and it helps you improve your game because you're forced to do things that you're not used to.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you know, and, and, and I still haven't shown my true potential. You know, in in the octagon yet. You know, and I'm hoping this is the fight that's going to show. You know, my last fight, it. It showed, you know, how patient I was and how my striking got better. And, you know, um, it really showed, you know, I, I evolved as a, as a fighter, you know. Uh, but it didn't show my all-around, you know, martial arts aspect, you know. And uh, that was just me, like, not respecting my opponent enough and, and kind of just being lazy, which, uh, you know, this fight I feel like um, I'm, I'm – I completely, you know, I figured myself out, and that was the biggest thing. And, and that's why hopefully I get to show everything, you know, my stand-up, my wrestling, my jiu-jitsu, and, and really show UFC, you know, who the hell I am, you know what I mean?
0: And the one thing I noticed the most, yeah. man, especially with this camp, is, dude, you're always smiling. Like, you have that, that swag, that happiness, even though you're training your ass off. Like, you you, you seem like you're really enjoying yourself. Is, is that important to you? Is that kind of keeping you, like, inspired?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm telling you before I decided to force, you know, I was in a bad place, you know, um, I haven't got diagnosed with it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, I, I have, you know, I, I have a defect with depression, you know, I, I think I suffer from depression, you know, and, uh, it's very easy in this, you know, in this sport to, you know, go along with that because it's, it's such a tough sport. It's a very, you know solidified sports where, you know, you're by yourself a lot, you know what I'm saying? And um, after I lost my grandparents and I decided to come back to the sport and I realized that I love this thing and I, I, I had a passion for it and this is what I should be doing, I, I told myself I'll never be unhappy training again. So whether I have a bad training session, whether I have a good one, I'm going to be Frankie T no matter what. And just realize that somebody else is in a way worse situation than me, you know, whether it's a living situation, money situation, training situation, family situation, no matter what, life could always be worse. And I'm very fortunate and grateful to have and be able to do what I'm doing. So I just got to appreciate that, you know, and um, that's what it is now, man. I just have fun, you know, I just I go in there and I have some fun.
0: No, and, dude, I've known you a while, and you can see it. Like, you come in, you're loud, you're having fun, you're joking around. I mean, like, you train hard. The one question I have for you is, how do you manage your schedule, man? You coach, you're training all the time, you have, you know, very good business, you have dead serious MMA, all these things. How do you manage your time, man?
1: I don't, man. I just kind of go <laughs> with it, you know? Uh, managing my time, is, if I had 10 of me, I, I would be able to do – everything in the world and be good at it, man, but um, managing my time, dude, I kind of just go with it, you know. Um, I, I Honestly, every Sunday I set up my schedule. I have a, uh, I'm big on marker boards, so I have, you know, at the beginning of my camp, you know, I'll set up my training schedule and my work schedule, and I have great partners at my, you know, my entertainment company, and my parents do a great job with the fight to where, you know, they kind of take a lot of weight off my shoulders and kind of let me focus on what I'm doing, but um, I can't have time to myself, man, because I get bored, and I'm, uh, I don't know what to do with my, you know, um, empty schedule, so I, I like my schedule being cluttered and always doing stuff, you know, it, it keeps me on the go, it lets me wake up early, it lets me enjoy the day, and just, it's so, it's so uh, relieving to know that, you know, you lay, you you get home at the end of the day and you did this, 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 and then you trained on top of it. It's like, yeah, all right, today was a success. Let's, let's kill it tomorrow. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, man, you you're, you definitely keep yourself busy. We see if anybody who follows you on social media, man, you see you're always on the go. And one thing I mentioned earlier is you coach, man, you coach at Nicotones, other places, and you're a phenomenal tie coach. And do you have a message for young fighters? Do you see, you know, UFC is so big now, Bellator so big. So many people want to get involved in the sport. Give a message for young fighters as they get involved.
1: Yeah, and I and I'll say this, and I'm repetitive, and I'll say this in any interview, for as long as I live. Have fun. Don't get caught up in the BS. Don't get caught up in you know wanting to fight for the UFC. Don't get caught up in yeah that can be a dream. That's fine. You, you have your little vision board at home, and, and that's what you want to work towards. Don't ever forget to having fun because once you stop having fun your hobby your passion turns into a job and then you're putting too much weight on your shoulders and you're absolutely definitely not having fun I've been there I've gone through it I know a ton of guys that have gone through it and going through it you know um, it's very easy to not have fun in this game you know it's very easy to just lose your passion so I tell everybody if you're getting into it like I tell people don't fight you know It's, it's people think I'm crazy you know like I have friends all the time that I, I want to train. Yeah, that's fine. Come and train. I'll, I'll train anybody. I'll train your grandmother. I'll train your mother. I'll train you to be, a, you know, a killer. Well, there's no need to fight. You know, people fight because they want to fight. So, all right, I'll train you to fight. You know, that's not an issue, but I just want you to go in there and have fun. You know, that's the, anytime I corner a fighter or anything, I go out there and, you know, I say stay relaxed, you know, anytime between the rounds, stay relaxed. You know, you have it fun, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I keep it very positive, you know. I don't go in there, hey, you have to kill him, oh, smash his face, you know what I mean? Like, nah. I tell any young fighter out there, man, go do what you want to do and have fun doing it.
0: Yeah, no, and I've seen you firsthand, man. You, always, you push, but you definitely keep it fun and light, which makes it enjoyable for everybody. Frankie, what is your take on this McGregor uh, Mayweather fight? Do you do you find it to be a legit fight, or is it just a huge moneymaker for both these guys? It's the stupidest,
1: smartest decision these guys have ever done. <laughs> you know, it's dude, it's it's brilliant. You know, um, I see, I saw what they were doing. I never thought it was going to happen because I don't think. Mayweather owes McGregor anything, or McGregor, uh, uh, Mayweather needed to do this at all to prove anything. But at the end of the day, McGregor's, uh, Mayweather's a businessman, and he's a smart man. So, I mean, why not make $300 million in a night one more time, you know? Like, I guess, you know, he'd be stupid not to do it, you know? So, uh, but, you know, it's a smart business move. Mayweather, do I see Mayweather doing anything with it? Absolutely not. Um, I think Mayweather's going to walk right through him like he's done all 49 of his other opponents. But he's going to make a lot of money in getting embarrassed, embarrassed.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, you know, every every fight fan thinks the same thing. It's like everybody's going to watch it because, out of curiosity, but, nobody, you know, it's just everybody expects the same thing. So it's it's just kind of crazy. Frankie, before we let Dude, you go, it's man. fight fight game. It is,
1: it is, it's crazy. It's the fight game, dude, like, everybody, you know, why Mayweather made all that money all those years? is because half those people couldn't stand him talking all that smack, and half those people wanted to see him get knocked out, and then the other half are Mayweather fans and wanted to see him, you know, perform. You know, it's the fight game. I hate all these, I hate, oh, my God, there's so many sellouts now in, in the UFC, people that are, like, all talking smack and trying to get on this, you know, McGregor little, uh, Bandwagon thing, and they're all saying this is going to be good for the sport of MMA. They're going to bring so many fans over. This is going to be good for the sport of boxing. And they're going to be no, it's not. This is it. the only thing this is good for is for pay per view, Al Heyman, Mayweather promotions, and McGregor and his team. You know what I'm saying? That's all it's good for. It's not good for anybody else. So all these people are like, oh, it's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. All these people are going to make some money. And that's
0: all that's for. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I agree with you. And that was my, my next question for you was just, you know, the sport has changed so much now where it seems like McGregor's changed it. He brought a lot of popularity. But also it's like everybody's talking trash. Everybody's trying to get this. And then you have a guy like Frankie Edgar who deserves a title shot, with Max Holloway. He should get it just based on his performance. It shouldn't come down to all this trash talking. Does that bother you as a UFC fighter?
1: Absolutely, man. Um, especially when my teammate is Frankie, you know. And, and we we go through it all the time, you know. It it's, back in the day it used to be who the best fighter was gets the, the the next shot, you know. And and I don't knock McGregor for what he's done because that's that's what he's done, you know. And he never steered away from it. Like he's always owned up to what he says. And, and you gotta give the guy the, the guy credit, you know. He talks shit, he backs it up, whatever. He does the thing. That's him. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. He could be a completely different person, you know, outside the box, whatever. But what's right is right. You know, Frankie fights and beats whoever the hell they put in front of him. And I feel like it's almost like the UFC, you know, wants to keep feeding him fights, feeding him fights because Frankie's not marketable, you know. And I understand this is a business, but what's right is right, dude. Frankie's beat everybody in the top ten. He deserves a title shot. Whether you think he's going to win, whether you think he's going to lose, he deserves it, you know what I'm saying? Whether, or, yeah, he's not going to talk any shit. Of course, that's just Frankie. What, and, and Frankie will say this, you know, over and over again. What would it look like if Frankie started talking shit out of nowhere? It would be like, you know, yeah. oh, he's jumping on that Mick you know, or that uh, McGregor bandwagon. Absolutely. I tell him all the time, bro, I appreciate you so much more staying true to yourself and not jumping in jumping onto this McGregor BS that all these fighters are doing. Bro, half these fighters talk crap and they don't even know how to do it right. They don't have a vocabulary <laughs> to called crap. Like, they're, they're, bit, they're not even funny about it. You know, like, McGregor says shit. I'm sorry, I can't curse on here. No, curse me. Can I go,
0: curse? Go ahead. Oh, okay.
1: McGregor McGregor talks shit and he, at least he's funny about it or he's truthful about it. You know, like, whatever it is some of these guys try to make it like personal or try to make it like, like they know what the hell they're talking about. They don't even know how to talk shit. Like, how do you not know how to talk shit? It's the easiest thing to do. And none of these guys sound like doing it or they don't have a vocabulary. Like, bro, just, just fight. Don't, Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. And then they get upset about it. What do you expect the guy to say? You know what I'm saying? We're about to get in a fist fight. What am I going to say? All right. Hey bro, good fight. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't talk shit because now you see people are getting paid to talk shit. That shit, it just happens. It just happens. Like with me and DeCasey, okay? Me and DeCasey fought. None of that was scripted. None of that was anything. Only reason I started talking smack is because he put his finger on my face. That's it. It's a personal issue now. You and me have a personal problem, and I still have a problem till this day. You know what I'm saying? So after I beat Wade, that's another fight that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that W back. But these guys, have all they're all a bunch of sellouts. They're all a bunch of sellouts for the dollar, which is understandable. Yo, you want to make more money, but, man, do it for your pride, dude. Like, be yourself. Don't be a phony. Like, a lot of these guys are trying to be just to make more money.
0: Dude, I, I completely agree with you. And like yeah. I said, you know, I'm a Frankie Eger fan. i also a fan of Edson Barbosa and all these guys. And you see, it's like, listen, these guys are quiet, humble guys that just keep winning. They shouldn't have to talk, you know, talk trash to get their title shot or the next big fight, because, you know, as fans, we know who deserves it, so it's just, and like you said, man, some of these guys can't talk, and you even see them, like, they're on social media, tweeting and stuff, and it's just painful to even read. You can tell it's scripted or forced. It's ridiculous, so it, it's it's crazy Yo, times, bro, man. My, Michael Johnson, <laughs> Michael Johnson's talking
1: shit this weekend to uh, Justin Gaethje, which Justin Getchy, he, he he's uh, he came out here and trained. We got we got close, man. He's cool. He's, I hope he wins. I, I wish him nothing but the best. Michael Johnson's talking about this dude's mother, who 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 had sex with who? Like uh, talking about like inbreed stuff. Terrible. Like trying to make like white jokes. I'm like, dude, you can't even keep a straight sentence on the joke that you're trying to insult him with. Stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? You sound so. And Justin just laughing it off, laughing it off, like realizing, like, this dude looks like such an idiot trying to, like, talk smack.
0: Yeah, it, it, some of it's bad, man. It's real bad. And you, you fancy right through it. It's just so forced. It's just completely nonsense. So, Frankie, uh, first of all, thank you for your time, Max. I know you're wrapping up. I mean, this is a great fight, a great rematch that we're all looking forward to. What is the best way for all your fans to follow you and keep in touch with you?
1: Uh, follow me, man, everywhere at Team Frankie Perez, a.k.a. Mr. Suave Mente. Um, yeah, social media, I'm on, I'm, I'm Team Frankie Perez on everything. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, man, I'm always posting training stuff, uh, you know, I'm going to start posting some funny stuff lately, you know, there's just been too many funny things that's been happening in training camp that I don't post at. I should be posting and making fun of people. So, uh, but, yeah, follow me on there, man. I, I talk to all my fans. I answer all my messages, comments, whatever all that good stuff is. So, um, yeah, follow me on there.
0: <laughs> well, as always, Frankie, thank you for your time, man. Best of luck. We're all looking forward to this. It's going to be a great fight, and we want to see you get that win in this rematch, dude.
1: Hell yeah, man. Tune in. July 22nd. <laughs> Suave event is back.
0: Thanks a lot, Frankie. Talk to you next time.
1: All right, brother. Take care.
0: All right, once again, that's Frankie Perez, UFC on Fox 25, July 22nd. This is a great rematch. Him against Chris Wade, uh, Long Island, New York. Be sure if you're not going to it, tune into it. It's going to be a great night of fights. And we'll talk to you next time, ncnmaradio.com. Also check out our sponsor, HeadRush, at headrushbrand.com.